0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Instacart helps you get beer and wine delivered in as fast as an hour. So, whether you need to fill the cooler for tailgate season or fill your glass for Pinot by the fire season, You can save time by getting fall sips delivered in just a few clicks. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Must be 21 or over for alcohol delivery where available. Instacart. Add life to cart. What's going on, everybody? Good evening, TGIF. Welcome to another episode of the Shark City Podcast. It's is a special episode of the Shark City Podcast, uh, mainly because we're going to go into the trade deadline, the 2023 NHL trade deadline. That was earlier today, uh, about a little bit after noon-ish here for us in San Jose, California. So obviously we're going to give, uh dedicate Majority of the show to reaction on the transactions that were made by General Manager Mike Greer, as well as um, some of the transactions that were not made by General Manager Mike Greer. Uh, we'll also go into, um, you know, my personal reaction on what I feel um, for, you know, in terms of, you know, the grades and, you know, my thoughts on the moves and essentially, um, you know, what the Sharks have to look forward to, you know, for the rest of the season. Uh, we're not going to get too in-depth to it. It's going to pretty much be like, you know, half of it's just going to be, uh, you know, reporting and covering, you know, just giving some coverage. And the other half is going to be just personal fan reaction. So, you know, welcome to the ride. I'm Aaron James, the Shark City Podcast, official podcast of SharkCityHockey.com. That's where you can find all of our previous episodes. Um, the last episode we got together, we we're talking about some of the um, new players that the San Jose Sharks acquired f- through uh, the trade with Timo Meyer to the New Jersey Devils. Um, honestly, that is probably, you know, the biggest trade of the entire season, as I previously said. So, um, you know, this whole NHL trade deadline, without a doubt, was a little underwhelming. I think across the league, it was pretty mid, um, but enough about the rest of the National Hockey League. Let's just focus on what went down here in Sharks territory. So let's talk about the Nick Benito trade package. Um, So... Uh, first and foremost, you know, um, Nick Bonino was already uh, thrown out there by the NHL Network a couple of months ago of, of being one of several Sharks players that were being actively shopped by the San Jose Sharks. Um, and less than 24 hours ago, when the Sharks finished up um, their game against the Blues, that was pretty, um, pretty, pretty embarrassing uh, fallout in that second half, but nonetheless... We're here to talk about the trades. Um, Curtis Pichelka on Twitter reported that Nick Benito was on the phone outside of the Sharks' uh, locker room and um, was speculating whether or not there was a trade. I mean, obviously, um, again, uh, this name was one of many that were thrown on the trade block earlier this season by the NHL Network. So um, I'm shocked personally to see that Nick Benito moved. I'll say the reaction for a moment. Let's just talk about the compensation and Essentially, uh, the third-party vendor that had to get involved to make this uh, thing happen for us. So uh, three separate transactions resulted in Nick Bonino going back to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, Obviously, Nick Bonino, the Sharks alternate captain, is a two-time Stanley Cup champion. And he won both of those Stanley Cup championships with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Once in 2015, another time in 2017. Obviously, there's some report there in the locker room and um, he's going to fit right in being 34 years old. You know, they're one of the oldest squads in the league. So uh, congratulations to Bones. He's going to have an opportunity to, uh, you know, compete, play some meaningful games as Eric Carlson would put it. Uh, but back to uh, the transaction. So the Sharks trade Nick Bonino and their 2024 fifth round draft selection to the Montreal Canadiens in exchange for the rights of Arvid Henrikson. Hendrickson, Pardon me. <clears throat> Uh Sounds a trade Tony Sun to Pittsburgh in exchange for Pittsburgh's conditional 2024 5th round draft selection and Pittsburgh's 2023 7th round draft selection. The conditional 2024 5th round selection will become a 2024 4th round selection if Pittsburgh advances to the 2023 Eastern Conference final. This is a mouthful, but this is directly from the Calgary Sharks, okay. Uh, Montreal trades Bonino to Pittsburgh in exchange for Sun son and will retain 50% of Benino's salary. Um, so again, just to say it one more time, um, this is how the athletic put it. I like the way he put it. You know, the Sharks received uh, Hendrickson, the defenseman, and uh, the Penguins' conditional 24 fifth rounder in the 23 seventh round. Um, Canadians served as a third-team broker. That's what I like specifically about how they put it, a third-team broker, uh, to help facilitate the trade. Um, They received Tony Sun and the Sharks 24, fifth-round draft pick. Um, 24 as in the year. So, yeah, uh, you know, congratulations to Bones. I think this, um, I I mean, honestly, um, in terms of, like, the grade, I mean, mm, I mean, we get... I guess we get some compensation for, like, again, I'm, I mean, I don't want to sound like ageism here, but he's 34 years old. Um, Nick Benito obviously had a really, really slow, slow start this year, um, was practically absent. And then um, he got, like, penciled into that first line and jokingly, sarcastically, we're calling him first line, um, our top forward Benito over here, right? Uh, our top six forward is what we're calling him specifically uh but more 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 so to give you know i'm not trying to you know just throw shade i want to give some credits here he was more so effective on the penalty kill okay so you know he held it down but um again uh the production just wasn't really there and honestly outside of being a top penalty killer um you know the depth's already building for the sounds of sharks you know what I'm saying, Um, especially with some of the more recent uh, acquisitions, including uh, Sturm and Lorenz, that was offseason, but uh, more so with some of the prospects that we've landed, um, it was pretty obvious that Bones are someone in that position being a veteran centerman who's already over the age of 33. Um, You know, it was pretty obvious that their time on that, you know, roster spot is going to be, Um, limited because, you know, we have guys on akuda that are ready to roll and ready to take that spot. So without saying a bunch of other more cliches, let's just report um, his stats and what he's done here in Sharks territory, okay? Um, Actually, you know what? Let's talk about Mike Greer. So this is per Mercury News. Mike Greer says, um, and I quote, we have a lot of respect for Benino. What he's done here with the group and the younger players kind of help establish a standard in the identity of the room. That he deserved to have a say in where he wanted and what he wanted to do. And where and what he wanted to do. Whether that was to go and stay or which team he wanted to go to. And uh, we're happy and I think Nick's happy. And I think that it worked out for everyone. Um, I think I read a separate article where Mike um, girl also said like he deserved to play in a playoff. Like he has, deserves a chance to play in the playoffs. I wonder what Carlson's thinking. Just joking. Uh, back to Benino. Uh, he played 139 games for the San Jose Sharks. Uh, 26 goals, 19 assists. Average sixteen uh, minutes and thirty seconds of ice time. These stats are coming off of uh, HockeyReference.com. Just keep it a uh, one hundred with you. Um, again, uh, solid, solid, um, solid on the penalty kill. Um, solid with the blocks. One hundred seventy-six blocks. Um, you know, made, helped make San Jose early on in the season have like top the least top PK um obviously it took him about 20 games or so to find the scoreboard to get off the schneid but um he was impactful a lot of people i remember a lot of people were wondering why benito was holding it down and um like from the beginning of the season and then i know a lot of a lot of y'all felt some type of way when he was named the alternate captain because it was obvious that he was going to continue to hold down a, a roster spot some of y'all obviously were calling for Bordalo. a lot of you are calling for eklund congratulations most of y'all got your wish uh, that's for tomorrow at three o'clock uh, the Washington Capitals, but um, we're gonna say that to uh, top off the program. Back to Nick Benito here, so we show our respect to Bones. Uh, the biggest story being that Nick Benito obviously was drafted by the San Jose Sharks in the sixth round, 173rd overall, in the twenty in the 2007, pardon me, NHL Entry Draft. Um, didn't really get to play a game with the squad. He spent a majority of his uh, career in Anaheim with our divisional rivals. And, um, you know, he did his two-year stints with the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins in which he raised the cup twice. And um, after that, Nashville a, year, a few years in Nashville, a year with Minnesota, and then that's when we acquired him, uh, brought him back home, home being where, we, where he was drafted uh, at the age of 33. He played 80 games for us last season. And um, this season he played fifty nine, so um, you know congratulations to Nick Bonito. Um, good, best of luck to you. You know what I'm saying, um, not not a bad company to be surrounded by. Um, you know the Sharks. The Sharks. Uh, they beat. Uh, you know they beat the Pens. Uh, one of the more memorable games earlier back in January. So um, you know. That's all I'm going to really say. I mean, I'm not going to really start geeking out or showing too much love to you know the Pittsburgh Penguins for obvious reasons. So, with that being said, let's uh, move on to the next transactions. But in all seriousness, uh, best of luck to Nick Benito, and uh, thank you for your time here in Sharks territory. All right, so um, I mean, how do you all feel about that out there? Like seriously, do do you do you guys feel like um, like? I mean, do you feel that maybe the San Jose Sharks, um, how do I say this properly? Do you think that perhaps maybe, you know, this move was like something that was long overdue? Do you think like maybe even perhaps like, you know, Nick, and I don't mean no disrespect, do you think even perhaps like, um, you know, this spot should have been opened up earlier? And that's what we're going to be seeing a lot now with all these, um, you know, all these, um. Players who've been holding down uh, the roster spots now that they're gone, uh, you know we have uh, vacancies and we're going to start seeing a lot of a plug and play from Nakuda, and I imagine that it's going to be pretty often because uh, we have some, um, you know, like contract and RFAs that we could fleece and keep things uh, in favor of the San Jose. Um, But enough of that. Let's uh, move on. My my apologies to um, another kind of. I think this is like a big under the radar trade um and obviously didn't get too much attention i think because of um what was going down with benito um specifically and then also um another fan favorite but um scott reedy this right here caught me by surprise i i will be 100 honest with you i mean i know that earlier back in um what was it was it in january was it january or february let me just quickly check my notes here pardon me i want to make sure i'm giving the right information um yeah january like late january um the athletic did a prospect pool rankings for um you know and the sounds sharks were ranked uh with the 17th overall um for their current prospect pool and they ranked i believe um um 15 players and i'm not too sure if they cut off Scott Reedy because of his age. You know, he's 23. Everyone that they ranked was either 22 or younger. But uh, out of 15 players, he did not make the cut. He was not even on the list. So it caught me off guard because I definitely thought that he was going to be someone that we're going to keep in the farm system and someone that maybe would have a chance to be a third or fourth line um, uh, NHLer for the Sounds Jose Sharks. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, the Sharks got... Jacob Peterson in return for him. So another, um, a- another AHL-er, a forward for a forward. Um, another 23-year-old. Uh, Jacob Peterson plays center. We'll show him a little bit of love in just a moment. But let me finish off with Scott Reedy here. Uh, just really quick, Scott Reedy, uh, thank you for your time with the Barracuda. He played 93 games through three seasons in San Jose. Uh, he has 48 career points with the Cuda. That's 28 goals and 20 assist um you know this season in terms of production let me see his numbers here really quick in the ahl um actually you know let's not even um you know that's not even that important let's just um preview jacob peterson really quick here so we could uh, move along um because i don't want to start like you know putting the limelight on like oh let's see what these guys done or they didn't do this season i just want to keep it i want to keep it classy <laughs> crazy. No, I just you know I want to keep it chill. I want to keep it low key. Um and just you know be positive, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, thank you, Scott Reedy. Um, you know, I mean, um you were a fan favorite in in CUDA uh, country, that's for sure. You know what I'm saying? Um since we drafted you. Um I, I honestly thought that um you would have been on the sharks already, but I'm not the one, you know, I'm not McCarthy and I'm not Joe Will, and I'm definitely not Mike Greer and or uh, David Quinn. So uh best of luck to you. And thank you for your time. Obviously, um, you know, getting traded to Texas or getting traded to the Dallas Stars. um, He'll be playing for the Texas Stars more than likely, as Jacob Peterson was, as we transition to the, you know, uh, welcome portion of this segment. Welcome to Sharks Territory, Jacob Peterson. Uh, So Jacob Peterson is a 23-year-old forward. He plays center and he plays left wing. He's 6'1", 181 pounds. He shoots left. Uh, His contract is good until the end of the season. Uh, he was drafted by Dallas Stars um, in the fifth round, 132nd overall, back in 2017. Um, some quick notes from Elite Prospects. Um, this is hockey Mag- uh, HockeyMagazinet.com. <laughs> My bad. Uh, back in 2018, they said, smart and skilled player, Peterson has the ability to initiate to play offensively. Um, another, uh, HockeyProspect.com in 2017 said, he's an upright skater with, the set of quickness and strength on his skates, and um, he's essentially being noted as a smooth two-way center. All right, so the Sharks get themselves a two-way forward here. Uh, his numbers uh, last year—he's seen some pretty solid NHL time. He played 65 games with the Dallas Stars. Um, he put up some decent numbers: 12 goals, five assists, 17 points. And uh, this season, a bulk of it's. Pretty much with Texas Stars and AHL, 44 games in which he's um, 13 and 13 goals assists for 26 points. Um, So, you know, I would say that this is pretty much a win, to be honest with you. Um, This guy, obviously, he has the NHL time and he was holding it down to Stars, and it's not like the Stars are um, an easy roster to crack. You know what I'm saying? Out there, Joe Pavelski. Um, 65 games is pretty solid last season. Um, Obviously, you know, Reedy didn't have that type of NHL production. And, um, you know, it makes me wonder, you know, why they decided to have a bulk, you know, why they have him 44 games after doing 65 from last year. Now he has 44 games this season. By the way, he also played in the um, in the World Cup, I believe, or the Internationals. He played in the International Games last season as well. Anyways, back to the point, um, you know, just some more, more center uh, depth. Some more forward defs and maybe perhaps so, you know, um, again, just another one of those uh, prospects in line to take that center position, which is why, um, bones was expendable anyways. Um, so let's get to one of my, um, favorite here. So this actually wasn't trade deadline. This kind of was like two days in the making. So back on Wednesday, um, fan favorite, uh, Mikey AC was traded away. Right. So, um, the way the way I the reason why I'm I'm digging this so really quick he was traded away to Tampa Bay Lightning this was back on Wednesday so a couple days ago uh for Vladislav uh Nemstnikov okay I hope I didn't butcher that um so a couple days later right here trade deadline the sharks take that um ford or excuse me they take um the Vladislav Nemstnikov you know what man you're a jet so it's, it's not on me anymore i don't have to worry about it i'm <laughs> just kidding i think i got it right the first time my apologies uh the sharks traded uh the same guy that they got for ac Mont, and they flipped them for a fourth round pick 2025 fourth round pick from the winnipeg jets um how about that so if you guys don't remember the San Jose sharks acquired ac Mont like what like less than two months ago Off of waivers, I believe, from the Winnipeg Jets. And now, they took that player, traded him away, acquired a player that the Jets obviously had interest in, and then they took a 2025 fourth-round pick. That's an A-plus move right there. So a lot of people have been complaining lately about general manager Mike Greer, but that right there is some straight-up like 1,000-plus hockey IQ I don't know how you want to call it. I, I'm, I'm lost for words, but they the best way to say it is that he flipped Mikey AC. And I don't mean it in a disrespectful way. You know, AC was a pretty solid for, um, you know, what he did here in, in San Jose, in terms of, uh, you know, like his hustle. Um, he take, you know, for as much opportunity as he created in San Jose, he definitely like offset it by, you know, penalties um as a matter of fact i just had his numbers up here i want to go over his numbers in san jose here really quick um let's see so let's see here in his 20 games that he's played since we acquired him back in january he's had three goals and five assists uh, for eight points 34 penalty in minutes all right so there it is enough said um he has some good moments he made some good moments here while he was in Sharks territory. He gave sounds Jose Sharks fans, um, you know, a reason to kind of celebrate, a reason to kind of like, you know, smile while watching the game a couple of times during some um, pretty bad dry spills for the Sharks. But uh, to wrap it up, um, in the end, you know what I'm saying, from two months, Mike Greer claims him from one team, or from the Winnipeg Jets, I'll be specific trades him to Tampa Bay and then takes that player that he trades Vladislav name sneak names off. my goodness my apologies <laughs> and I apologize really I, I'm struggling to roll that off the tongue but Vadislav will just keep it at that all right um, he was then traded to the Winnipeg Jets for the 2025 fourth round pick. So without the sake of sounding repetitive, um, you know, for all of you out there that have been like liking to say that you know the sharks are been getting fleeced lately, well, you know, what do you think what do you think of them now? What do you think of General Mike Greer now? I think that's a boss move. Um so for those of you who want to know, um Namestnikov, I hope that's how you say it um he scored six goals 15 points in 57 games with tampa bay this season so i want to show a little respect i don't want to just talk him throwing shade i know i've been kind of laughing here a lot but i'm more or less laughing at my inability to roll it off the tongue that i am or how to pronounce it and i am um you know about essentially him um you know being a part of this move that benefited the sharks um it was a 2.5 million dollar contract that he was carrying so in all in all honesty i'm really glad that the sharks are able to take that off the books and get you know, future, um, you know, prospect. Um, And from my understanding, had the sharks kept Mikey, um, who's 26 years old, apparently, and I'm not, I'm not going to try to act like I know um, in depth what each one of these groups are. So that's on you, but whatever a group six uh, free agent is, that's what he was going to become, which apparently means he could sign with any team. So, um, I read something where like, if he gets like wh- now by being in Tampa, um, there's a chance where like, he could play s- like so much games and still kind of like fall under restricted free. I don't know. Like, again, you know, that's on you to figure it out. I'm just going to be 100 with you. Like, I'm not going to try to like, you know, pass it off. Like I'm, I'm all geeked out like that. But, um, back to the point. Um, we got a draft pick for essentially a contract that, or for a player that could essentially walk away. So I'm all for it. All right, and um, for the you know that right there essentially is um, you know, the entire trade deadline this morning. And again, like I said, um, you know after Timo Meyer, um, you know. I think for the rest of the league, I think that Timo Meyer trade definitely affected the rest of the league. I know there's a lot of a lot of people out there where like this was like their bread and butter. Like this was their time, the NHL trade that de- uh, trade deadline to like, you know, kind of showcase, you know, their takes, their personalities, show, you know, like, you know, throw on a show, you know, put on um <laughs> anyways, my bad. You get the point. Um but yeah, it's like it's like how do you do it? Um, I'm not even gonna bother on this program to even like cover the rest of the league, you know what I'm saying? Um, because again, this is the San Jose Sharks 2023 NHL trade deadline reaction and recap. But um, yeah, I'm thinking, um, you know, Bones. I think you know, I think anything and for a 34 year old centerman um it, it is a, is a bonus so i think that's an a plus like how how do you not like um consider that a positive you know what i'm saying like i mean true it's gonna you know we're gonna feel i think just like andrew cogliano and let me um I, I feel like just like andrew cogliano pardon me here um how we've kind of felt his um his absence immediately we're gonna feel it with nick Benino as well but um the great opportunity is that again it opens up um you know, a roster spot for all the kids in the CUDA that we have just, you know, waiting for their turn. Um Anyways. So I think that right there just about does it. Yeah. You know, just, just to close my thought on the trade deadline, you know, and that's a question I want to ask. Is the NHL trade deadline dead? Like, is it? I heard that question get proposed on the NHL um network radio on Sirius XM. Is the NHL trade deadline dead? I personally don't care for the NHL trade deadline. I know it's supposed to be this big like deal that j- generates um, excitement and try to you know like you know boost up the sport I guess you know what I'm saying but like I really I personally don't care for the trade deadline. like for me I feel like you know if you know if you know like you have something that's gonna work or if there's pieces there like that th- make it happen. You know, make it happen right away. Um, also, I just kind of don't get the point of like, um, like doing that to the players or the, or, or the, you know, like doing that to people in your club. It's like, hey, by the way, you know what I mean? Like, um, here's this date, and you know, we're we're gonna pretty much leave it, building it all the way up with all this anxiety and all this weight and wonder of whether or not you're going to be a part of this locker room, you know, <laughs> we're going to wait till this trade deadline, which does make it happen. So honestly, me rewind it here. I am super glad that the South sharks and most of the league were already kind of like making their moves prior to this deadline. You know, if you're in the broadcast industry or if you're streaming live, then obviously this isn't working your benefit because it makes for a rather bland or you know dry or even like kind of mid show, right? But in all reality, like um, I I think I think okay first and foremost, no, I don't think the NHL trade deadline is dead. My personal opinion, because in the spirit in the spirit of in the spirit of the, of, um, of everything being, you know, you make moves to improve your club. I think that mission was accomplished by the San Sharks. I don't know about every other team. But I feel like that was accomplished by the Sound of the Sharks. Um, you know, maybe is the showcase element, is that like showmanship of the NHL trade deadline, like a thing of the past, perhaps, perhaps, you know what I'm saying? Especially when like, um you know, a lot of this stuff breaks on Twitter, like 24, 48 hours, sometimes 72 hours prior. I mean, classic or, you know, case in point, Um when the uh, San Jose Sharks were um, celebrating Patrick Marlowe, before that celebration even went down, they were already speculating on the network shows how like oh the Sharks already are going to deal Meyer. They just want to you know be respectful about it and keep this week about Marlow. But sure enough, as soon as the as soon as they raised that jersey to the rafters, the network shows were already tweeting out uh, details of the Timo Meyer deal. But not even less than 24 hours. You know what I'm saying? So in one way, you know, you have a, a lot of the people out there that kind of like look forward to this kind of being like, you know, an event, you know, like an annual event um, on a production or broadcasting level. Right. But but at the same token, like a lot of the people who are who are involved in um, making this show happen, they're already throwing the spoilers out there. You know what I mean? So um. Maybe maybe the showcase value of it is gone. I personally like how the sharks made the moves. And um yeah, you know what I mean? I think yeah, I think you have to have um, you know, if how do I say this? I think the trade deadline, you have to do one of two things. You can have both. Like either one, you know, um, you know, you break everything on Twitter and or or you know, you break the news early, whichever platform you want to use, and or or you know, you just keep it under wraps and you present it during the show. Because the same thing happens with like uh, the draft, uh, when especially uh, the infamous one was with um in, in Seattle, you know. What I'm anyways, um, so I digress. Uh, you know, this is a good time to take a break. When we come back, um, we're going to talk about the players that were not traded and we're going to discuss, um, you know, the glimmer of light that remains for these few, uh, a uh, couple of like you know what twenty twenty nineteen eighteen games remaining, um you know some, you know glimmer of hope, a, a players have been announced you know uh, as they'll say the prodigal son returned and it was we'll talk about about all that and more in just a moment. Um, I'm Aaron James. Thank you to everybody who's been watching from top of the hour. This is the Shark City Podcast. We're doing a reaction and recap of the twenty twenty three NHL trade deadline. We'll be right back. Just stick with us. I'll be back in literally just a moment. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. All right. That's what's up. Welcome back. Told you I'd be back real quick. Thank you. (laughs) That's actually quicker than I anticipated. All right. Um, So uh, just a recap for those of you who may be joining um, or, you know, tuning in a little bit um, late. So Nick Bonino is back with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, Congratulations to Nick Bonino. Could care less about the Pittsburgh Penguins especially this topic about them winning Stanley Cups. Uh, But he was on that squad in 2016 and in 2015. Uh, Congratulations, Benito. Moving on. Uh, Scott Reedy's headed to Texas. All right, so Scott Reedy is now going to be a star, either way you see it in the AHL or NHL. And, um, you know, that means welcome to Sharks territory, Jacob Peterson. All right, Sharks picked up a um, a center-slash-left wing. Um, sounds like Sharks general manager, Mike Greer, I mean, he flips an asset. Um, that's that's a dub, real talk. So I don't want to use any names because I don't want this to sound again like we're throwing some shade here in Sharks territory. But essentially, a player was acquired off of waivers and then said from a specific team and then said player was traded to another team for another player and then that other player was traded to that other specific team that i was just speaking about a moment ago where we claimed that off a waiver and then we took one of their draft picks <laughs> we got a free player and a free draft pick that's the way i see it baby we took someone's player the way i see it is, we took someone's player that they were moving down to the uh, you know the minors and in a way we returned it back to them for a pick so that's what's up that's that, that. there's an A plus in my opinion and now that leads us to the players that were not traded so um, you know James James Reimer is going to he still sounds a shark so let's see here I think I got you the wrong graphic there my apologies for everyone watching the video version it's live so it's going to happen All right, here we go. James Reimer is still a San Jose Shark. All right. I don't know how some of y'all out there feel. They've been trying to tell you that James Reimer was going to be traded for two years. I feel that as long as James Reimer is still playing in San Jose, which is for right now to the remainder of the season, but should he get extended one year, one way, whatever, another contract. I feel like at this point we owe it to James Reimer and his family to no longer have his name and trade brought up in the same sentence. Real talk. James Reimer, and I've said this plenty of times before, has been a rock in Sharks territory. He's brought stability to that Sharks group. In a time where, you know, well, I don't even have to explain it to you. We're about to do this fourth consecutive season with no playoffs. All right. But when inconsistency was consistently being um, on display, sometimes James Reimer was the only one who was being consistent with this play. Oh, write that down. Poetic, baby. Anyways. Anyways. was pretty lame (laughs) but thank you thank you for uh you know entertaining me here um so yeah james Rammer still sounds a shark i love it i don't know about how some of y'all feel out there about this but i love it i know some of you are going to complain about you know salary cap space and you know um potentially you know holding up you know the um the roster spot for some of our prospects but in, in all reality James Reimer, in my opinion, is still the Salts Sharks' starting goaltender. I don't think Capukacan has really done enough to show that he deserves to just be given the keys to the franchise. That's just my opinion. So this is per cap friendly for some of those who are unaware. Um, the 34 year old goaltender James Reimer, Optimus Rhyme, is only on the books for you know the remainder of the season. Okay, Um he's accounting for $2.25 million, okay, of the cap hit of, um, you know, San Jose Sharks. So I understand why some fans out there are kind of shocked that he wasn't going to get, or he hasn't been moved, or he wasn't traded. And on that note, apparently, so was James Reimer. So I need to cover this really quick. This is a trip, so... Actually, let me take before I say that, let me just finish my thought on this because it'll make more sense. Um The last episode, I was saying I don't see James Reimer being moved because the only team that in, in that really needed um, a goaltender in the market was Vegas. And it didn't make sense for the Sharks to be sending Reimer that way. We already sent Aiden Hill that way, right? Okay, so now that I finished that thought, um also you know, with Quick being moved, and again, I'm not going to spend too much time on other teams and their transactions, but with Quick being moved, it was pretty obvious that the goaltending market was was gone. You know what I mean? So, and and uh, lastly, James Reimer, he just hasn't had a pretty solid you know year this season. So I know a lot of you're laughing, like, what the heck? Are you talking about consistency? You know, I, he's tough this season. All right, his career low. 892 say percentage 32 games played, only nine victories. I mean, the team as a whole only has uh, what five victories at home, right? So, anyways, you know, you want to throw all this on the guy in the crease, or is this like you know, just the casualty of the collective efforts or lack of, right? Anyways, I digress. Um, so What really tripped me out is apparently apparently James Reimer reportedly, and this report comes from the Mercury News, was hoping to be traded. (laughs) I did not know that. He actually – okay, so really quick. There is a story that came out a couple couple of months ago, like kind of the start of the season, right? So James Reimer was uh, reflecting on last season's trade deadline and how – Uncertain, and then even on the off season, throughout the off season, how how the uncertainty of like where he's going to go, like how it affected on him and whatnot. He actually made a tribute to it, and you know, and 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 he actually okay. First he, first he um. He how do I say this properly? Contributed. He contributed his his resiliency to his faith, and he um then had that um how do i say this pardon me as i gather my thoughts then i guess symbolically pardon me for lack of better words um put that on the back of his goaltender mask all right so you go ahead and check it out right but essentially the the gist behind it was like you know like how you know um his name kind of coming up in trade rumors and the uncertainty and where he's going to go etc how you know I made him, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it made him feel some type of way, and how, you know, um, certain things for him in his life kept him strong. You know what I'm saying? So go check it out, right? So, anyways, um, and then from my understanding, you know, he, he loved being a Sound of the Shark. So t- to hear this, you know, news today about he actually wanted to be traded and he actually wanted, he was hoping to, um, You know, play for a team and chase a cup was kind of shocking. Not that last sentence. Every player wants to chase, you know, play on a team to chase the cup. Right? But uh, apparently James Reimer is disappointed that he is still in Sharks territory. So that's all I'm trying to say. That right there is a trip. I'm not going to lie. You know, I've been a James Reimer supporter from day one. And I'll be real with you. I didn't understand it when we first acquired him. When we first acquired james reimer after martin jones i thought hey are we are we going backwards here right i'm just being real uh with you out there but um then he started to hold it down and he was definitely better than Aiden hill and in some ways he's still better than um Kakinen, you know what i'm saying and long story short is Because of the, you know, him again, kind of holding it down and kind of being an anchor, you know, that's why I kind of like, you know, had my support, you know, I was in his corner because um, for the longest time, you know, you had James Reimer there, who, in my opinion, was the undisputed starting goaltender, you know, dating back to last season. And then he was like, you know, constantly thrown um, like first it was with Aiden Hill, like, okay, well, here's this guy, you know, maybe he's going to be the one. And then um, and then the beginning of this season, Kaken is supposed to be the one. You know what I mean? So James Reimer was uh, kind of always in a position here since he's returned to Sharks territory of, like, uh, the assumption is he's taking the back seat. The assumption is he's, like, you know, in the passenger seat or whatnot. You know, he's goaltender number two. But essentially, like, he played, and you can see it, he played for number one. He took the number one position. And he held down the number one position. It's unfortunate his plays kind of dropped off this season. But look at, look at the team in front of him with all due respect. And also, you know, he has not been able to stay healthy, which I think really is the biggest uh, the biggest factor to, to the, everything that's going down with uh, James Reimer. So with all that to be said, of course, of course, um, you're not going to be able to move him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, The market was non-existent the only one that needed it was vegas made no sense made no sense to trade you know another goaltender that way and then once you know all the stuff went down with um you know quick that was it anyways um so yeah i was i was really surprised i was really surprised to um to find out that he actually was disimportant so it makes me wonder it makes me wonder now um you know will we start seeing Kapil in more frequently? Like, will he start to close out the rest of the season? Because, you know, when you go on a record and say that you're disappointed, you're almost saying, like, you don't want to play here anymore. So, yeah, there's my reaction. You know what I mean? I'm disappointed as well. Anyways, um, so speaking of disappointments, let's change subject here for a quick moment. Let's check out this. So, um, I don't know, last episode we reported that, like, you know the Sharks' biggest trade with um, you know Timo Meyer was a nine-player trade for draft picks involved. Uh, Sounds like Sharks in return got some players. They got uh, Zetterlin and Johnson. These are um, you know Zetterlin is supposed to be a solid like prospect. Hey, he looked pretty good. He did pretty good. You know what I mean? Nothing like scoring on um, what was it? Short-handed. Anyways, um, I hope I got that right. That could be, um you know, so some of these memories are starting to fade because the two games have just kind of been the same thing. The last two games the Sharks have just been the same thing, right? It's like, you know, they, look, they, they start hot and then that's it, they disappear. Stealth mode. Anyways, but the reason why I'm bringing this whole thing up so Zetterlin and Johnson are the new Sharks. They just played their first game until, and. I just want to have a quick little chirp here for the Sounders Sharks. How are you going to raise Patrick Marlowe's jersey number twelve and have the Sounders Sharks legend game, which had players such as oh I don't know, number eighteen Mike Ritchie, and number twenty Evgeny Nabokov, and then the very first, <laughs> maybe not the first game, but like immediately after, like just just a week after you put number twelve up in the rafters you go and assign zetterlin number 20 and johnson number 18 if getting the Bachoffs and mike richie's number how are you gonna do that like the irony anyways i understand you know some of the numbers are limited they're limited and one of the things i do appreciate which i noticed that the um you know it sounds like sharks organization is super keen on is they make sure that the numbers are available throughout both organizations being the cuda and the sharks so you know when you go up and down the roster, when you move from you know the um, AHL to NHL, you have the same uh, number. I've noticed the Sharks are really good at that, but come on, twenty and eighteen. Anyways, it is what it is. You know they're going to be you know they're going to be cycled through until their uh, numbers are raised in the rafters. You know what I'm saying um, twenty more than likely uh, within a couple of years, if not next year. Like I, I can see the sharks doing that. And now I don't know if I just have Jersey retirement um hangover here, but I can see like, you know, when again, and I said this on the previous episode, but when Thornton's ready to hang it up, I can see that happening. But I can also see the sharks doing like two a year, two a season. Especially if these trends continue. Um with that being said, I also want to say that too. Kinda almost feels like the season kinda ended, like, you know, um, Obviously not literally, but in a way like uh symbolically, right? Like that was a great that was a great weekend and it was like that jersey retirement, literally, especially if you're here in San Jose, like that was what you've been waiting for all season. Um, so I'm glad that the San Jose Sharks are deciding to um you know, try to mix it up and start listening to fans and bring back or do what you know the fans have been asking for, is a better way of saying it. And that is by bringing up the prospects. So, earlier today, Sound of the Sharks dropped probably some news that a lot of you weren't expecting to hear this year, or this season, to be exact. Probably waiting to hear it later next year, or later this year, next season, to be exact. And that is that the Sounds of Sharks have recalled William Eklund. That's right. The Southeast Sharks announced earlier. I got this through Twitter earlier. Obviously, as you can see, for those of you watching a video version, you can see the Sharks graphic right there. Southeast Sharks have decided to call up William Eklund. Um, it's pretty funny because a lot of fans out there are wondering why now. Which is pretty funny because a lot of fans out there were wondering why not. <laughs> Oh, man, you got to choose a side, people. You got to choose a side. You're either for it or, or you're not. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, uh, for those of you who are not for it, um, you are saying one of two things. Number one, it makes no sense to keep Eklund and or put him on the roster now because what good does it do with the Sharks specifically for those of you who are still you know, praying and hoping that they s- increase their chances of winning the draft lottery? Uh, when you see the names like Eklund or, and or Borderlow or whoever else is going to be cycled through in the next, you know, um, you know, like what, like 20 games or so we have left here. um, You know, what I mean, some of you are concerned that, hey, the Sharks might start winning. They might start winning out, you know what I mean? But uh, I, I won't go as far as to say that um, the other the other uh, majority of you are saying like, hey, the CUDA are trying to compete for a playoff spot right now. Why are you taking away? Um, you know this guy who's having like a like a rookie to year candidate um season right anyways um obviously boards being the all-star there um it's a little shocking that thomas borderlo didn't get the call up first but at the same token it's not um hey look at real situation is this all right and again i'm not trying to and i'm not trying to again i'm not trying to um you know throw shade and i'm not trying to sound like um you know negative or anything but Bottom line is this, right? Like, um, after that Jersey retirement ceremony, after this weekend, and then followed by the, Meyer, the the excuse me, the Timo Meyer trade. Again, it's almost like symbolically that the season's done. Like, what's left? What's left? The Sharks aren't going to the playoffs. Uh, Eric Carlson was probably the only question mark. Like, this trade deadline was was pretty much the last thing that Sharks fans were wondering what was going to happen, with the exception of obvious what they do every season. They've been doing it for like the last three seasons. They're going to do it again for the fourth season, of course. When the teams aren't making the playoffs right toward March and April hockey, you start seeing the kids get called up. All right, so back to the point. What I'm trying to get at here is, um, am I shocked that William Eklund's name comes first outside of Thomas Bordelow? No, because the point I'm trying to say is not that, again, I don't mean in any shade, but obviously, literally, the season is not over. Symbolically, it kind of does feel that way for Sharks fans. It probably felt like that, that way for a lot of you. A long time ago, all right. And again, I'm not trying to throw shade. I'm just trying to speak, you know, facts here, or or at least my truth and the truth of you know some of the people that I see out there in the community. But back to the point, um, you know, Timo Meyer is gone, right? A lot of fans are. A lot of fans did not take that trade lightly, okay. And you know, let's just talk about the tank and the capacity with the crowd. Or the lack thereof. Um, you know, you gotta sell seats, baby. You gotta fill those seats. So yeah, I expect to see Eklund and Bordalo and etc. I start to see those names start highlighting and rolling out now because we need some headliners, baby. We need some reasons to fill up that tank. So I'm a little shocked. I was, I honestly thought like the the Mike Greer David Quinn plan was to keep these guys in there until like the entire season. Um. So. The fact that the William Ecklin was um, announced earlier today by San Jose Sharks that they were going to uh, recall him and bring him back up to the main roster—I'm not going to lie—I was a little shocked, um, only because I honestly didn't. It did not seem like that was part of the, uh, part of the plan for this season. But hey, I'm excited. I want to see what these kids could do. Obviously, um, Ecklin and Bordalo, in my opinion, are a skating to be on the main roster next season so let's see what these guys are going to do i expect that they're going to play eklund for less than nine games or i believe it, they can play him for nine games max before it starts to affect his rfa status or something like that anyways back to the point um oh really quick really cool um shout out to uh, our hit tap uh, hat tip pardon me to curtis Pashelka on his twitter on his twitter feed at Curtis Pachalka. Um he showed a picture of Eklund's uh, nameplate being in the roster. I thought that was pretty cool. Anyways, um so back to, uh, about a wrap of the show here really quick as I get my um my final thoughts and reaction. Um yeah, season season in a way, you know, it's 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 over. It's done. It's done. I mean, the broadcasters are talking about it for goodness sake. The last couple of, now I mean, you see it on the pregame show. They're going to start rolling out some segments. They're going to start, you know, here's a reason to tune in. And, you know, I'm going to do it. I am. And I'll tell you why. Because this is it. This is it, baby. <laughs> this is it. We're just counting down to April. The Sharks have only a remainder of games. Um, or a few games remaining here. And then that's it. That That is it until, what, September? So, um, you know, say what you will. You know, throw whatever you know, you know whatever your take is on you know the direction of the team or the lack thereof, or you don't understand what Greer's doing, or you know, give him props, or, or you know, whatever the case may be. But bottom line is, you know, you know, enjoy it, enjoy it, because we're we're about you know we're coming down to you know another fourth consecutive season without any playoffs, and you know, hopefully these kids they're gonna start being called up more frequently as um you know we get closer to april hopefully they can answer more questions right or excuse me yeah that you know they can provide some more answers to the questions that we've had um you know and hopefully hopefully um you know these kids mixed in like you know with some of our you know like like with hurdle or couture and carlson etc you know like you know some of some of our veterans right Hopefully that could uh, add a little bit more clarity or maybe even like, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking here? But essentially what I'm trying to say is like maybe, you know, we'll start to see what David Quinn's system is all about. Like hopefully, you know, it improves it. Maybe it boosts it up. Maybe, you know, these kids are the missing link to, you know, whatever, um, you know, David Quinn is looking for when he asks our boys to play with swag. Anyways, and that's it. Thank you to everybody who's been paying attention from top of the hour. I am Aaron James. I am finishing the program with that. Um, that's my trade reaction. Uh, in terms of like what to expect for the sound of the Sharks moving forward, I just mentioned it. I expect them to mix in the kids. Um, a lot of y'all are talking about like the Shark Cuda. I don't think it's going to be that extreme. But um, get prepared to see a lot of the uh, the boys from the Cuda uh, come up to the Sharks. wouldn't be shocked if... Um, if, um, you know, we could see a Bordolo Eklund line before, um, you know, the final game is played at the Shark Tank this season. Uh, so with that being said, uh, you know, we'll be getting together a few more times before this uh, season's officially done. So thank you to everybody who's been with us all season long. Obviously, we still have plenty of episodes remaining, but this right here is going to probably be our last like big event Uh, From here on out, when we get together, we'll just kind of be discussing some of the results or lack thereof or things that, you know, uh, you know, stuff to look forward to. Or, you know, we might be just, you know, um, doing some some, uh, you know, some of our own segments to keep it interesting and fresh to keep the conversation rolling here in Sharks territory. It's going to be tough. It's been four. It's going to be four consecutive seasons, the playoffs. But it is what it is, baby. We still love the Sharks here. Uh, I'm Aaron James. Again, thank you to everyone who's listening. Top of the hour, uh, check out SharkCityHockey.com for all of the previous episodes. Big shout out to the Hockey Podcast Network for um, you know letting me do my thing um, and being an affiliate. You know, proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Shout out to DraftKings for sponsoring the show. And uh, thank you to everybody who enjoys the show live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, thank you to the community and Reddit who's been you know um, showing us some love and upvoting us lately. And, um, you know, continue, you know, really looking forward to continue growing um, this show for all of you Sharks fans out there from one fan to another. And, um, you know, if you're interested, hit me up, hit me up, you know, drop us a message, um, your friends at sharkcityhockey.com. All right. With that being said, I'm signing off. I'm going to enjoy my weekend. All right. TJF, y'all have a rest, great rest of your night, your Friday night. For those of y'all here watching here in Sounds of California, for all of you over there on the East Coast, Enjoy your your Saturday morning. And for our fans who are listening, believe it or not, across the Atlantic, um, you know, uh, thank you. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm Aaron James. Y'all have a great rest of the weekend. Until next time, let's go Sharks.